Block All right, Talk and we're going live. We're going live now with Block Talk Radio, also simulcasting on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live. And again, I want to give a big shout out to everybody who is watching us or listening to us on one of those portals. Like I said, you can call us up 347 326 9991. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, you can do so. And uh, for those of you on Facebook, I know we kind of look far away. We want to make sure we got everybody here in uh, the packet. So we'll kind of zoom in a little bit later uh, so you guys can uh, see us a little bit better. Well, of course, sitting to my left is a guy that uh, used to ply his trade at the flats right down at Georgia Tech. One of the greatest football players ever to lace them up for the Texters, a All-American and in the Georgia Tech Hall of Fame and the ACC Hall of Fame, Ken Swilling. Captain America's in the building. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, brother. I'm just glad to be out here and, you know, in the mix. Uh, like I said, man, I was telling somebody the other day, it was my birthday, and uh, it really gave me pause, man, because literally four months before to the day, right. I was on the gurney. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I was laid out, and they were about to go ahead and do some some cut, cut, <laughs> snip, snip on the preacher. So, again, we thank God that we are back uh, right in the middle of it. And, um, you know, really, man, I had a good birthday weekend. Um, the, the Hawks uh, went down to cover the Hawks, and the Hawks actually won uh, that ball game, um, pulled out a, a win that really was um, – I had written in a blog about how the Hawks seem to not be able to, you know, close out games. But, you know, hey, I got to give them credit. They were able to close out that game. So we'll talk a little bit about that and what that means for the Hawks going forward. We'll also, of course, talk during this episode about the NFL, NFL playoffs. Uh, who do we think is going to actually link up in the Super Bowl? We're also going to be talking a little bit about what the Falcons' next move is. And uh, we may even get into a little bit of draft, though. We'll, we'll see what happens as time goes on. And then last but not least, we will are going back to our community outreach segment. We're going to be doing something uh, a little a little different. We're going to bring in a young man, uh, give him his uh, his opportunity to get here on the mic. And then uh, a little bit later on, we're also going to have our uh, our gospel artist segment. That's really part of our community out, community outreach as uh, we let, uh, let them talk a little bit about what they're doing in the community and also their music. Again, to remind you, if you've just logged in onto Facebook or onto Periscope, you actually can – Dial in and be a part of the broadcast, 347-326-9991. Oh, Ken, I've been doing all this talking, bro. What, how was your weekend, bro? My weekend was great. <laughs> uh, all except for uh, Saturday afternoon. I was in a, uh, a little funk Saturday afternoon, to say the least. Uh, Sunday, I felt a whole lot better. Okay. The sun did rise. And it did shine on you. And it did shine on me, and the Saints lost. So uh, that was that was good enough for me. And, again, we'll be talking about the Saints in our 8 o'clock section, also talking about the Falcons and all the NFL playoffs. Uh, Yeah, man, it was was very interesting, a very, very interesting weekend, a big weekend. Like I said, again, for me, it was great. I got a chance to get down, uh, as I mentioned, to see the Hawks. And the Hawks do something very interesting. They actually – MLK Day for the Hawks is like Christmas Day for the rest of the league. You know, the NBA Uh always has a couple of feature games. That's how it was with the Hawks. And – yeah, man, they, they, they do something very interesting. They actually have a gospel concert uh, at halftime. And do you know who the, the guest artist was? It was Ann Nesbitt, right? Ann Nesbitt, Sounds That's of Blackness. Right. That's right. Yeah, she uh, she brought it, man. Uh, she did a tremendous job. Um, and uh, we actually got a little clip of that. If you want to go to our our um, our page, you actually can get a clip of that, and you'll see her uh, in rare form. Ann Nesbitt uh, doing it up real big, man. You really got to uh, like it. I'm glad you Talking about Monday because I got a little little bone to pick with you. Uh oh. Because I, I realized that you were there 
and um, I saw a beautiful, vivacious young lady uh, that in a spot that I should have been in. But you know, I'm just saying, you know. Uh, okay, I'm trying to let me try to get with you here. Okay, spot you should have been in. What? Where? Yeah, was uh, she was actually uh, uh, doing the post the post game with you. Oh, with me? Ah, okay. Yeah, ah, 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 okay. <laughs> so, so I'm sure what you're telling me, I need to clarify why that was, so I don't get, so we continue to be friends. All right. Well, let me explain that uh, uh, the lovely Ms. Monica Kaplan. Yes, saw, yes, Lord. Uh, she is uh, a beautiful. Uh, Lady Dog, actually, she yes, is a. I, uh, I know, I you know, know, you know, I she know, is. Right, you're very is. familiar. Former All American, <laughs> yes. uh, former uh, Miss Georgia beauty queen, right, uh, exactly. Miss Georgia, yeah, dazzling yes. beauty and dazzling talent, very talented young lady. Well, yes, she is. Here's the thing: she she represents her own media firm, and she was blessed enough to get credentials on her own. Okay, okay. Uh, because okay. as you know, uh, right now, Real Talk Sports as an outlet is only eligible for one credential. I know. I'm just missing right. it. <laughs> I, just, I just want to clarify. I just want to make sure we, we have no angst here no, on the we, team. We have no angst. I just saw the beautiful Monica there standing beside you, and I was like, man, this guy, I tell you, <laughs> everywhere I go, you know, every, every time I look up, you got somebody on the screen with you. You know, I don't care if you go to the mayor's ball. I don't care if you go, you know, to uh, to the Hawks game or to the Falcons game. Somehow, a young lady is going to be on the on the screen with you. I don't know what what's, what is that about. Well, I mean, because they look better on screen than I do. Oh, wait, hey, so hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to get views. I'm that's trying a good to get answer. Views. I mean, hey, <laughs> let's keep it real. I mean, do they want to see the minister who? And, and now I can actually tell my age at the age of 59, or do they want to see a lovely young lady whose age I'm not going to mention? But well, well, you know, well, do they, you know, that's that's like yeah, talk with. Yeah, yeah, that's real talk. That's real talk. That's real talk. Yeah, they they want to they they want to see them and not see me. And like I said, thank God. And speaking of Mayor's Mass Ball, we're going to give a shout out to. Our comrade in arms, uh, Ms. Bassier Serrano, because yes. she was so kind enough to be out there with me at the Mayor's Mass Ball, has always blazed the carpet yes. uh, with her lovely style and demeanor and great interviews. Uh, you guys, again, can go on and check us out on our uh, Instagram page. Also, check us out on YouTube, and you will see uh, her interview. She got a chance to interview uh, one of our newest uh, commissioners. Um, I guess it's not excuse me, Board of Education members. I get that right. Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Excuse me, Miss Erica Mitchell. Uh, Erica, for a long time, was involved in doing marketing with the NFLPA, as you right, know. Right. And uh, but she felt that uh, that her services were needed. And thank God, man. Because can I tell you something? That's really something we 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 talk about. People, you know, make bones about what's going on. But you know, credit her by saying, "Hey, this what I'm seeing doesn't look right to me, and so I'm going to do something to be part of the change." Right. Right. And and that's awesome that that she recognized it, and and then. Uh, not only recognizes it, but then act upon it. You know, that, right. that, that's a beautiful thing. So, again, a shout-out to Miss Erica Mitchell, uh, doing a great job. Uh, she's in District 5. And, and here's, the, here's the thing, man. She originally was thinking about running for city council and had to change gears at the last minute. So, you know, kudos to her to be able to pull up the campaign and had to go through a runoff. Right, right. Yeah, so it was uh, real good stuff. But, yeah, thank God for her. And also, uh, of course, uh, you know, again, keeping in with the tenor of the evening, making sure as many beautiful people can come on as possible. Uh, we did uh, let Vashir interview Miss Georgia Latino and Miss Teen Georgia, and all three of them on camera look way better than me. <laughs> just, just keeping it real. Oh, well, I, I have to agree with you uh, with that. I did see that interview. Uh, all that, all the interviews that you're talking about, I did have a chance to look at them uh, while um, uh, over the course of the, uh, the the holiday and everything. Uh, 
because you know I follow you, you everywhere you go, pretty much. So, amen. I <laughs> so appreciate I'm, I'm that. So I'm always looking, always seeing what a minister is to see exactly uh, what's going on. Because uh, if you if you don't know it or not, out there in uh, in a Facebook world and YouTube world and in in Block Talk world, uh, the minister is always in the happening. He's always in the right spot. So uh, I just thank God he lets me uh, come along with him on Thursday night and and, and do a little sports thing. Well, I tell you, Ken, it's, it's really uh, you know, it's a blessing for you to be here. Um, yeah, because, again, you can spend your time anywhere with anybody else. So we thank God for you, and especially for those of you who might be tuning in late. You know, you hear me go through introducing Ken, uh, and that's not hyperbole, guys. It's the real deal. You know, Ken uh, is a national champion. Matter of fact, he's the last uh, Georgia University to get a national title. 1990 Georgia Tech go. Yellow Jackets uh, played for that team. Uh, was a tremendous, tremendous player on that team. And like I said, he was all ACC then. And then for the 50-year commemorative team, they picked him as the starting safety on that team. So to be at that level, you can be assured that this man, uh, you know, he took care of business. And then put a couple of years in the NFL as well. So uh, we appreciate him taking time out. He could be doing something else, but he decides he likes to hang with the minister every now and then. And so we thank God for that. And we thank God for you. Like I said, if you guys want to join the broadcast, the cool thing is we are, in fact, uh, we are doing a simulcast on our Internet radio station. So you can call us up. The phone line is 347-326-9991. Again, that's 347-326-9991 if you want to be part of the broadcast. We'll actually pipe the call in on Facebook and on uh, YouTube Live so people can hear you, man. You can, you can be part of the, the whole situation. Well, Ken, uh, Hawks, um, they, uh, I know you, you're not too happy. They won back-to-back games. Bro. Right, well, the, I'll tell you what, they're streaking right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's the thing, and we talked about this a little bit last week. The big, the big difference is, is that they now have all their bigs back. Right, right, exactly. Muscala's back. And, of course, the guy, the, really the, the, the guy that nobody, I think, had an idea that he was going to do what he did, Wayne Deadman has been an absolute presence for the Hawks. Uh, down in the uh, in the interior, uh, you're right about that. That has been the uh, uh, the whole. Uh, um, um, I guess the, the sum of everything uh, was getting all their bigs back and healthy at the same time. So you now you have the right rotations coming in and out of ball games. Uh, seems to be that um, you know you're a little deeper than you thought you were. Yes, sir. You know, and and these guys are now um, having a way to finish at the end of ball games, and uh, it, it looks really. Uh, it's kind of a, you know they're playing basketball. They, like we said, they played hard all all year long, even in the, regardless of who's been playing, regardless of who's been on the floor. They've been playing very hard and very um, you know just looking really good and able to get you um, three of the three quarters of the way through the game. Right, and it be a real close and real intelligent basketball game, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter or with the last four minutes of the ball game, they seem a way to kind of let those things kind of slip out of the hand. You know, fortunately, here of late, uh, I think the last uh, four or the last five games, they've been able to finish. They've been able to actually, uh, you know, kind of compete all the way to the end. And, uh, you know, don't look out now, but here, here we go. We got a chance. I think they got a real good chance on Saturday to win their third game in a row. Oh, no doubt, man. I mean, and, and the game that they had uh, against uh, New Orleans was epic. I mean, uh, here was a game that they were down at one point by like 17, actually 19 points they were down 19 20 points, at one right. point. So for them to come back and hold on against, you know, two of probably the, the most dominant big men in the NBA right now with uh, with Cousins and with uh, the Unibrow, 
Yeah. You know, just, you know. <laughs> All right, Brother Davis, don't get mad at me. Don't, don't, uh, don't take it out on me. So, uh, yeah. again, they played a great game. And uh, we hope that uh, for a moment, I think we lost our audio for a split second on the Facebook Live and onto YouTube. So hopefully that audio is, uh, is back. Uh, if you can't hear us, uh, please let us know uh, so we can get that corrected. Right. It does appear that we are back uh, on the air the way we should be. Again, you guys can give us a call. I'm going to check the phone line just to make sure yet they are open. So you can call 347-326-9991. You can join us here on the Real Talk Sports Show. We talk a little Atlanta Hawks. We talk, we're going to be talking later on at the 8 o'clock segment uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. And um, we're also going to be talking a little bit about the NFL playoffs in terms of what is going on there. So, again, you guys can call up and be part of this broadcast. I'm going to go ahead and take a peek here at some of these stats. i tell you what caught me in the game uh, that I watched, the actual game on Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder uh, actually performed the way an all-star should perform. Right. Uh, he gave us um, really – the full game, 26 points, uh, seven assists, five rebounds. I think he only had two turnovers for the game. And the big thing is, for me, six of the last eight points scored by the Hawks were scored by DeShuda. <laughs> yeah, he actually had a great game last night. did something that nobody's done all season. He actually had 15 assists and no turnovers last night. Yes, right. In, a regulation, in, in, in regulation, and there wasn't overtime involved or anything like that. So that was really good for, uh, to see uh, this young um, uh, team and him being the leader that uh, he needs to be for this team. It, it's really good to see him kind of get it together. I'll tell you, uh, every time I look at John Collins, I'm more and more impressed. The beast. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's I, a bad I, man. This guy is, uh, if you hadn't had a chance to watch the Hawks play, uh, now that the attention is going away from the Falcons and uh, we're in a, in a lull right before baseball season, where you, we need to get behind this team. And I know you're saying they've only won 12 games. They, you know, they, they don't look that good. You, you can kind of get your eye on what's going to happen in the future once John Collins gets, gets it together a little bit, uh, once he gains a little bit of weight and really ne- learns how to play in this ebb and flow of the, of the uh, NBA season. You can really see talent and potential uh, around him. I see a budding star. Uh, I, I like it that they've got a chance to put um, uh, the kid from Oregon in the game a little bit more. Uh, right. Uh, you know, he, he, he's on Tyler Dorsey. Tyler Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he's got a chance to play a little bit more. So we're kind of spreading their, spreading their wings and letting them play and letting them play through this thing. And, you know, if they win 20, 25 games this year, I'll, I'll be um, – that that would be great. Uh, I hope it's on the more the 20 side because if they win 25, you know, I'm afraid the minister might be right. <laughs> over under, boys. 25, I think they're over under. Well, listen, now, we did get our audio back there. We were out of pocket for just a second there on Facebook Live and on YouTube. So, uh, hopefully you guys can hear us loud and clear. Now, again, we're broadcasting to you live from Atlanta, just outside of Atlanta, about 20 miles down the road on I off of I-75. I'm here with Ken Swilling, Georgia Tech Hall of Famer, ACC Hall of Famer in the building. I'm the minister. And uh, for those of you watching on Facebook Live here, I'm going to let Ken take it over for just a quick second. I'm going to adjust this so you guys can see us a little bit better because I can see we're looking far away. So, guys, just hang tight. Yeah. And yeah, we're talking about uh, the Hawks and uh, what we anticipate from them and what we uh, uh, can see going forward. I really see uh, uh, them building through the draft the way they're supposed to be. I believe that was uh, the ri- original intent of, of Travis Link and um, and uh, Coach Bud Budenhauser, um to, to really um, build through the draft and to really get some young talent in here that's going to take uh, this team into the future. I'm really excited about what they've done um, down at Phillips Arena. I'm excited about 
what is actually going to happen um, with the with the Hawks uh, facilities. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on around that that the Hawks period. Um, they are they you know in the process of building over in College Park, um, where the G League will actually play. Um, that they I think they broke ground on that already, and um, the facility at Emory is second to none. Uh, they're really making a really appealing to um, for us to capture maybe one of the um, you know up and coming um, uh, free agents that would be out there, and they're making it really look appealing you know at at this moment. And I think that that's probably what's going to happen. You're going to see this team get a, a a a really good draft pick and a really good free agent grab, and we'll be right back in the playoff hunt and right back where we want to be. Well, I tell you, man, uh, if you look at uh, – if you take a look at what the Hawks are doing, I wrote in my blog, uh, Hawks 2020, hashtag, 20, hashtag Hawks 2020, because I believe that's really what they were trying to do. They're trying to set this team up so by the year 2020 they are really a team to be reckoned with. And like right. you said, they have the facilities now. Uh, you know, Coach Bud has always been, a, 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 you know, one of the better coaches in the league. And uh, I went up there and did the tour again, guys. You can take a look on uh, Instagram. You see clips of that. But that's a – Bro, if we, if we roll back the clock 20 years, you you would be more than happy right, exactly. uh, to enjoy those facilities, man. And when I when I say that, even the chairs are designed for big men, <laughs> okay? Even even the footrests are designed for guys, that, you know, that, like me, have a size 14 or larger, okay? Right. Everything about it is so They even have their own barbershop. Right. That's good. Uh, and that's what a facility needs to be. It needs to be a one-stop kind of shop for the guys, and it needs to be built for comfort for, for those guys. I mean, because – Everything in a big guy's life, and being a big guy, I understand uh, the need for comfort and for things to be built for comfort. Right. Know? So right, and no doubt, brother. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it is a uh, it is a beautiful thing to see that and to see all the things that the Hawks are doing, man. So we're excited about what they got going on, and uh, we look forward to uh, being a part of that and getting everybody down there. And and so uh, we all can, like you said, man, just kind of give people what. Uh, you know, the real lowdown on what the Hawks are doing, man, because they're doing some great stuff. They're really doing some great stuff. And, and now, and the other thing, I'm not, a, I'm not a drinking man per se, but I got to tell you, that, that kind of bar club scene on the floor, uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It really is because you really, for the first time, you have what you have in football. You basically are on the court, literally. Right, You're only about right. 12 feet behind the basket. Right, right. So, you know, you got the guys obviously have the court side seats, but, man, you right there, and they got the nice little, just like this, nice little setup, and you got, you got the, uh, the bartenders and the service people coming out, what, what you need, and it's, uh, it's good stuff. And, and then the other thing is speaking about, you know, barbershops and so forth, you know they partnered with Killer Mike. Right, exactly. To put a bar. Look out now. Yeah. <laughs> Look out now. Put a barbershop. Let's put a barbershop in there. In the situation. Yeah. Well, I tell you, man. I, I think they call it a swag shop or whatever. Swag, that's right. Swag yeah. shop. That's it. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. So it's going to be nice. And the other thing, too, is um, uh, one of the great country western singers, um, Zach Brown. Okay. Uh, he has uh, restaurants around the southeast, and so he's going to have a Zach Brown-themed restaurant. Okay. Also in the club area as well. The other thing is, borrowing a page out of the uh, Falcons book, they actually going to have that that upstairs area up in the third floor. They're actually going to open that up so you can have views of the city, oh, just wow. like just like the Falcons. So it's going to be it's going to be a great thing to kind of eyeball and watch. And if you uh, get a chance, that the Hawks the Hawks seats are a lot cheaper than the Falcon seats. So that's oh, the other thing. A lot cheaper. 
And there's no PSL. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't mean to take a shot at the Falcons. Grass, I love all those guys over there, but there's no PSL. So you don't have to worry about any of that at all. Well, guys, like I said, again, if you want to join us, give us a call, 347-326-9991. We're going to take a quick break here on the radio and blog talk, play a little quick uh, commercial, and then we're going to give us time to check out our Facebook Live to make sure everything is on and popping there. And we'll be back with more of the Real Talk Sports Show, so do not do not go away. We'll be back. Attention promoters, event organizers, and committees. If you're looking for a place to have your next big event, you must check out the C-Room Multiplex. The C-Room Multiplex cordially invites you to book your next artist or to host your next big event at the C-Room. Specializing in the following areas, CD release parties, showcases, fashion shows, movie premieres, birthday celebrations, wedding receptions, banquets, pastor's anniversaries, special events, and more. At the C-Room Multiplex, we also offer catering and decorating packages. For more information, call us 678-823-5124. That's 678-823-5124. Or visit us on the web at croomatlanta.com. That's c-roomatlanta.com. The C-Room is Atlanta's premier Christian entertainment venue. The C-Room, 4013A Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia. Mention this ad for special pricing. This is Minister Jonathan Simmons, host of the Real Talk Sports Show. Do you like the positive sports stories you've been hearing? Well, partner with us to help keep the good news of sports on the air. We have great audio, video, and internet advertising packages available to promote any size business or event. Contact me directly at 678-410-9833 or send me an email, sales at realtalksports.net. We'd love to partner with you to keep the good news in sports on the air. Great company. All righty. We are back. Welcome to the Real Talk Sports Show. Welcome to Atlanta. We are back in the building here, guys. Uh, actually located just 20 miles outside of downtown Atlanta. You're here with the Real Talk Sports Show, and we thought that uh, we, we wanted to break out the cabin fever. As a matter of fact, if you actually are in the uh, Clayton Henry uh, County area and you want to come on down and get some free coffee, they got it up front, all the different flavors. They got some great food here. And matter of fact, they have a wonderful special it is a soup and a salad. They got some broccoli, uh, cheese soup, mm. and a lovely salad. So if you guys, you know, trying to eat healthy, come on down. Check us out here at the Holiday Inn and Suites uh, right on Highway 138. I think it's, uh, if I got it right, I think it's number 632, 638. You guys look it up. I don't want to give you the wrong address because then you come down here and get mad <laughs> with me. <laughs> the minister got me driving around. But here's, here's how it works. The, the parking lot is adjacent to the Lowe's. Uh, so just come on down here, hang out with us for a little bit. And matter of fact, I tell you what, we even do a little special surprise. If you have a small business or if you have something you want to promote, we will give you your 60 seconds of fame here on the Real Talk Sports Show. We'll put you on, and people will be able to hear you both live and on the replay broadcast. So come on down if you're in the area. I'm getting back to those Hawks. Yeah, man, I mean, they, they listen, I mean, at the end of the day, um, they are playing the type of the type of ball – that um, these last, you know, two, three games that we really had expected. Um, and so, you know, we talked about it. The biggest thing is because of the fact that they have, um, you know, they, they are in a situation where they have all their bigs back. The other thing, too, is, man, you got to give some kudos to, you know, the uh, 
the old Italian, Marco Bellinelli, uh, still be able to hit the three-pointers. He's done a good job from the outside playing guard. So uh, kudos to him as well. I'm trying to see if I can get a little bit of our interview with the Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder, see if we can get him uh, up in just a second so we can hear a little bit about that. Let's see if we can get him. You know, our technology always likes to fight us a little bit. But we'll try to get a little bit of the Schroeder post-game interview that we were able to get on Martin Luther King Day. But, yeah, man, it was just, like I said, the biggest thing is is that uh, he – yep, here we go. Well, that was uh, Dennis Schroeder talking about, you know, the, the benefit of having uh, Wayne Dedman back uh, in a situation where, you know, he talked about the fact that he's able to set the screens and the picks and really got right. loose. And I got to tell you, man, he made some – he really made some outstanding plays um, in that last 38 seconds. He hit a big jumper, uh, you know, pulled up right in the middle there and then hit the patented layup where he twisted in there. And, and I got to tell you, what made me really happy, and I think, again, going forward could be big for the Hawks, is that – those were the shots, let's face it, that over the years he has missed. He has missed, right. Exactly. He has missed. But like I said, six of the last eight points scored. Nice jumper right in the middle of the lane. Beautiful twisting layup with about, uh, I think, right around 15 seconds left. And then, of course, the final free throws with about seven seconds left to seal the 102-99 three-point victory by the Hawks. And then they turned right around and overcame a 19-point deficit against the New Orleans Pelicans to pull that game out. 94-93. So, I mean, again, the Hawks, you know, th- these are the type of wins they need against Western Division opponents. Right. And again, I get it, okay? I understand the Spurs didn't have Kawhi Leonard. They didn't have uh, uh, Mono Ginobili. So, I understand they weren't playing at full strength. But at the end of the day, man, you got to give them uh, mad props, um, you know, for beating two Western Division teams, teams that, you know, are, are better than the average East Coast team. So, what does that mean? That means if they can continue to play like this throughout the East – we gonna get that over under, bro. Yeah, very well could happen. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, get that. No, I want ping pong balls. <laughs> I mean, listen. At the end of the day, I mean, to the Hawks' credit, they seem to, at least with the Collins move, they seem to be able to do a good job in the draft. And speaking of Collins, let's look at this stat line he had last night: eighteen points, right? Five rebounds, and uh, he also had a block shot. And again, another couple of thunder dunks, right? This guy's doing it, man. We had a, we we had the return of the of the Kent Bazemore signed a big contract. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty it's, points, it's a twenty five assists. The twenty point guy, right? Okay. That guy. I mean, listen, I don't need twenty points. I all I need from Kent Bazemore really is about if he can just give me consistently something in the in the teens, thirteen to seventeen points a game, with shooting in the forty percent or better. I'm happy. Uh, well, how, how much how much they give him? Like thirteen million dollars a year or something like that. No, it's more than that, bro. I think, I think. No, it's, it's like it's got to be like fourteen or something like that. Whatever he makes, I need that amount of po- in points. Points. All right, well, <laughs> well, there you go. So if he can give us maybe about you know fourteen, fifteen points there a game, go. that's a point for each million. Then we good. Then we good. Yeah, but because because that because that's really the difference. Because if you look at the team last night, uh, that's really was the key. Bays, you know, Bays was able to get twenty. Right. And uh, and see when 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 other guys, whether it be Bays, whether it be Torian Prince, whoever is the, the 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 odd person, if you can get that scoring out of the wing person, it allows Dennis to be a real point guard. It allows right, him right, to do what he right. did: thirteen points, fifteen assists. Because now he doesn't have to worry about scoring. Exactly. And speaking of scoring, another guy I got to give a big shout out to the Turkish tornado, Ersan Ilyasova. Yes. 
another big game. Twenty points against um, uh, against the um, I'm drawing a blank now against. Who they play in that Martin Luther King Day? See, this is what happens to get old. The Spurs. The Spurs. This is what happens, folks. <laughs> 20 points against the Spurs and another 15.7 rebound performance against uh, New Orleans, man. So, again, got to give them mad, mad props. Right. And, and you got to look at those, uh, as you said before, you know, <clears throat> the Spurs, you know, are, are what, they're third in the West. Third in the West, yep. You know, the um, I think the Pelicans are they're three or four games above. Yep. 500. Yeah, they came in three games. They were 23-20 coming to last night's yeah. game. That's right, yep. So you're beating quality teams. And that, and even though, the Spurs, like you said, the Spurs didn't have Kawhi playing. And, by the way, uh, looks like his season it might be in jeopardy. Wow. Yeah, it looks like they, they shut him down indefinitely. And they said they don't know when he's going to return. He's not responding well to treatment and to what they have going on, with the situation going on with his leg. So a uh, prayer's out for him. You know, I hate to see anybody injured. Uh, and he is the main cog to what they do. And what they have, um, but Lamarcus Aldridge, I think, is enough right now. Uh, he and Gasol are enough right now to kind of carry them into that portion of the season that will, you know, will they get into deep into the playoffs? With it's just them two, I doubt it. But <laughs> right. but, uh, but I believe that they can they can overcome some things and do some things a little differently. Um, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see how the Hawks, to me, what they do. Um, you know, we we know that playoffs are kind of like way way out of the question or whatever. But I just want to see how they finish. If they can finish strong, if they can go on a run and and win some games, uh, win three or four or five games back to back to back. You know, just to see if that can actually happen. Because I think that um, you know, when you got a young team, as we always say, there's a there's a fine line between that uh that uh competing and uh and what is what do they say developing <laughs> right 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 hey, listen i mean at the end of the day that that's why i said when i looked at the team in its entirety i thought to myself that you would be in a situation where that's why i felt the over under was 25 because i saw what they were getting out of deadman right uh you i saw that collins was was clearly a almost a steal at number i guess 17 or 18 where they picked him right exactly and you know Schroeder, let's face it you know is he erratic, but at some point we knew that he would continue to develop in his game. And when he is on top of his game, he is a 15 to 20 point a game scorer. Right. And he's good for anywhere between six to maybe nine assists a game. So, I mean, you just, we already know what you're going to get. And so, like you said, when you, if you can get another big man, or, you know, there's some talk, speaking of that, I mean, there, there's some talk, obviously, with the young men in North Carolina, everybody's pushing for them to get a big man. But, I mean, uh, how about this guy out of Oklahoma? I mean, it's this guy, uh, Trey, uh, Name blank. Anyway, the, the shooting guard at Oklahoma. I know, exactly, guy, I know exactly. Terror. I, I know his last name. The guy is a terror. Yeah. So I'm saying, you know, I could see the potential of getting a, 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 a two guard in here, um, giving you a situation where you, again, have a legitimate, not just an off and on, but a legitimate 15, 20 point or maybe more per game score. Yeah. And if you have that from the wing, then it does the other thing too. It allows the team to be what they should be. No disrespect to Kent Bazemore, but he really would be much better served than this team if he was a six-man. You're right. You're right. You know, a, a flex guy. that would be given the flexibility to come in either at the two guard or occasionally come in at the three, at the small forward. So I just think that if you could get a real shooting uh, guard in there, it would allow, again, that team to reset and take the pressure off of Kent Bazemore. Because I think, again, if, if this guy was in a situation where he didn't have that kind of pressure on him, I think he would perform a lot better. I think person. you're right because, you know, it, and to ask him to do um, things like um, a point guard or to 
to handle the ball in certain situations. You can just see him just uncomfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And very uncomfortable on on the court. So, uh, you know, to ask him to do those things is a, is a stretch to me. It really is, man. I mean, you got a situation where the guy really um, – and, again, he's – I mean, he's just, to me, not a starter. I mean, he just – because he's that kind of instant energy guy. He's high energy, sometimes a little out of control. And when you have that, you <laughs> – you really need that to come off the bench. You don't want right. that to be your starter. But, again, kudos to the Hawks. Two in a row uh, against Western Division teams. And uh, with Dedman back, everybody back, I think it's going to be a, uh, you know, something to look at going forward. Again, guys, if you want to call and be part of the broadcast, 347-326-9991. Phone lines are now officially open. And uh, we'd love to have you join us here again. Your phone calls will go on as part of the live broadcast. So, again, 347-326-9991. Give us a call, and we would love to have you join us here on ZL. So uh, we appreciate you so much. I also want to give a shout-out to those people who have commented on, on uh, you know, on here. We want to give a shout-out to uh, Brother Fagan. We also want to give a, a shout-out to uh, – we've got a bunch of people that are called in here, so we want to just give some shout-outs there. Of course, if I could open my eyes and see, that would probably help me. <laughs> Yeah, probably, it would probably be better if I brought my reading glasses in here. We could probably see a whole lot more. But anyway, we thank all those of you who have joined in into the conversation. Of course, the other thing, too, guys, you got to remember that Facebook is limiting us. They've changed their algorithm. So if you, you know, come on to Real Talk Sports maybe once a week, I can't even see the comments until after the show is over. So uh, please, again, I post up the phone number. The phone number is 347-326-9991. Ninety-one, and we thank God for those of you who are already done that. You know, other thing too is I got a chance to talk to a guy who actually is on. Uh, he does basketball commentary for ninety-two point nine. Uh, the game, Deshaun Tate. Want to give him a shout out? A big Mississippi State guy, a big Mississippi State uh, fan, and he's so a, uh, he's a Michigan State. Michigan State. I'm sorry, did I said Mississippi State. Yeah, you did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> see what happens. See what see what happens when you kind of get. Uh, Kind of get goofy. I want to let him know you actually can find the broadcast. We did an actual recap as well at the end of the game. Uh, Sean, you can go to our YouTube page. It's up there already. Uh, so you can just go and pull it down, and you should be able to see your comments and what we were able to do uh, after the Hawks game. So uh, now around the rest of the NBA, a uh, little – things got a little chippy between the Clippers and the Rockets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> little little, little something between oh, yeah. uh, three CP3. Uh, oh, yeah. And the Blake Griffin, the little pushing, shoving, uh, finally an ejection. And now here's the thing that's kind of funny. Now, of course, Shaq and, and Barkley kind of made fun oh, of this. That was hilarious. They called the police, bro. Somebody called the police. Right, somebody I, called I, the police. I guess Some after, after, they say, hey, we got to get the police in here. Well, after, I guess, the attempt was made or the actual entry into the, the from the uh, Rockets into the uh, Clippers locker room. Oh, uh, oh. I, I guess that was. I didn't know that escalated to that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for real? Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- that oh. was a whole story about uh, Chris Paul knowing the the back entrance way to oh, the snap. And, and they actually got over into the locker room, and you know nothing it didn't escalate uh, from there. However, uh, Trevor Trevor Ariza and uh, one other guy got suspended. So I'm trying to. Um, we, we, we're still trying to get the end of the story of it. <laughs> To see what really happened. See huh? what really happened. I got you. They didn't suspend Chris Paul. Uh, okay, well, I mean, they're not going to, I mean, they're just not going to do it, but they're not going to, uh, you know, suspend a superstar 
um, they're just, they're not going to do it. I mean, that's the kind of thing, man, where you just, you say to yourself, hey, man, we're going to write this thing off. Uh, and then Blake got thrown out of the game, didn't he? Yes, he right. did. That's he, what he I thought. Yeah, they, gave him, they gave him the heave holes. That's it. Well, looking at what we see going on, man, I mean, uh, certainly also we have a lot of angst in Cleveland. Uh, LeBron James and the crew is <laughs> not what we thought they were going to be. Well, you know, well, they, they look like Cleveland do, uh, it does every year around this time. Right. Uh, they look as uh, uninterested, um, kind of almost like they're fighting each other, uh, kind of like they're fighting, uh, fighting against uh, whatever's going on, just – just get you know. I know LeBron is like. Can we just start with the playoffs every year? Isn't that funny, man? He really, he, yeah, because he really has. It really seems like at times he has no interest in the regular season, not even any interest in securing any kind of home court advantage anymore right. because they play so well on the road. So they just don't care. They're like, hey, man, um, wherever you want to bring it, wherever you you think we can play, that's it. And speaking of that, let's go and go over this. Look at the standings right now. Uh, Kyrie Irving making the Boston trade look spectacular. Thirty-five up, eleven down. 22-8 in the conference, 8-1 in the division, okay? Uh, they're absolutely blue. have won eight of their last 10 games. Toronto is right behind them, three games back, 30 wins, 13 losses. Cleveland is in third place, seven games back. That does seem strange. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's, a, lot. that's a lot of games. Seven games back um, in the Eastern Conference and rounding it out, Miami. How, man, how about Miami Heat? 26-18. and 18. Yeah. They have won eight of their last ten games. Uh, don't sleep on them. But I tell you, the team that you really want to watch out for—they've been up and down lately. But the, the Wizards, man, I thought we were going to make some noise. I mean, you know, those two guards they got with Beal and and Ball, man. I, I just thought, and John Wall, I thought to myself, man, the way they came out like gangbusters, I said, okay, they finally have said we're tired of getting out in the second round or something like that. We're going to take care of business. But they've fallen back a little bit now. Only five games over five hundred. Where are the Bucks at right now? Let's take a look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they are languishing <laughs> in the seventh spot, but that's only really one game behind um, Indiana and only a game and a half behind Washington. So there's you know, at any point, you know, it's just, this is the way it's all every year with the East, right? You know that 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 start between sometimes as high as three and but, eight yeah. is all over the place. Right, you're right. It's all over the place, and that's the thing about it. Um, you know, I, I'm. Heaven, I was I was forced this weekend to have to really wow. look at basketball again. <laughs> yeah, I forgot just how best you are in football. Can I really? I kind of forgot that. That's I mean, I, I mean, I love basketball. Don't get me wrong; it's one of my one of my favorite sports. Um, I just, you know, have been so involved with football this year that it's kind of, and football is just so short that uh, you know my passion for it kind of burns a little deeper uh, sometimes because I know that. Every game is valuable. Every game is uh, every game. It, it, when I, it, you know, every week, uh, a little piece of me dies because <laughs> because I realize that this is getting ready to be over with uh, sooner than later. And, and now we've only got like what maybe three more weeks left in the season. Uh, and uh, well, that's why. And that, and, that, and can I tell you something? That's why football now has surpassed. Well, it has for a long time. That's one of the reasons why it surpasses. Baseball is a national pastime, and that's why it, it's way ahead of all the other major sports, basketball and, and baseball. And now soccer, interestingly enough, soccer now is actually knocking on the door, right, right. trying to squeeze in that third place spot. But, I mean, football is like two to one uh, over, uh, you know, baseball was the net contender. And that's why, because and, – and see, that to me, we talked about this on the air, that's one of the problems with the Thursday night games, the Sunday night games, 
is you start to water down the product. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. you just start to water down the product. Exactly. And when that happens, man, it just, um, that's it. But right now, they ain't worried about that, but they're making a lot of money. They're making a lot of money. I think they will, uh, after the season, I think they're going to revisit some things. Uh, I would really love to see them go back to the format that they had prior to all of this Thursday night, um, um, the Thursday night barrage with the color rushes and all that good stuff. Uh, what we have now is, on Thursday night, it's bad football. You know, it's a lot of stuff uh, happening. It, it is because you get poor matchups. You really do. Uh, and you get situations where you got guys who are having to play not healthy and not rested. Right. So that, as you said before, that water waters down everything. I would really love to see them go back to the format they had before, where those games only have to happen after Thanksgiving. Right. You know, and right. that kind of limits everything. That kind of brings everything back into. Uh, uh, you know, uh, into balance, and it'll make people hungry again to see Thursday night football. Man, listen, I mean, and to me, like, I mean, and the other aspect is, and I know they came out and proved that there's no, there's no, it's all anecdotal. There's no proof that the players have more injuries playing on Thursday night, and I get all that. But just to me, like you said, I think the quality of play is bad because one of the teams is usually gassed. Right. Exactly. Okay? exactly. One of the teams like, hey man, we don't even want to be here. Yep. All right. Yep. And and then, you know, you're picking these matchups based on last year's performance. You know how it is, man. The league, especially the last couple of years, have been very flux. And you a team that's in the playoffs one year, you can't even get to 500 the next year. Right. So you set up these matchups, you think it'll be marquee matchups, and one of the teams stinks. So that's the other problem. Listen, guys, you can uh, give us a call at 347-326-9991. We thank those of you who logged on to Facebook and popped in to check us out. Also, those people have logged on to YouTube Live as well. But, you know, one of the things we like to do is always try to you know, do a little something with uh, some folks a lot younger than me. You know, we have VJ, our intern, pop on from uh, time to time. We got a young man that uh, is here with us. We're going to actually get him set up here on the on the uh, platform here. We're going to bring him up because I think he wants to talk to us a little bit about basketball. Uh, he's playing the AAU and some other things, and his mom was nice enough to bring him out here in the cold. So we're going to get the young man out here. We're going to get him set up. Come on over, brother. Yes, we're talking to you. He's got that deer in the headlight. Like, like, what? Who, me? <laughs> so, Ken, I'm going to have you slide over a little bit, and then we're going to pass the orange mic over to this young man. we got to get him some headsets here. we got to plug him in. If you could get him uh, plugged in here. We're going to do all that stuff here and get him all set. He's went the wrong way. He went too far. He's like, I'm just trying to get in my seat. That's what I like. And he said, I'm, I'm going to sit where you at, Minister. You, I want the lead microphone. But we're going to get him his own microphone. We'll get him all set here. Get him nice and untangled here. There we go. I think we got it now. Presto, he is now officially untangled. Okay. You want to get him? We're gonna give him the nice ones, right? Get him the the, the, the heavy cushion boys. There we go. Here you go. All right, and uh, you remember have you have a seat right over there next to Mr. Ken? Ken's gonna slide over a little bit and here we go. We almost almost think, yeah, let me slide over just a little bit over here. Pass him this mic down, please, and we'll get his mic turned up in just a moment. There we go. All right there, kind sir. Give us a quick test on the mic there. Uh, one, two, one, two. Yeah, he's live on the mic. All right, introduce yourself to everybody, please. We are broadcasting both on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We're going to have to move over a little bit so we get him on Facebook Live. Well, actually, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have – there's a beautiful woman behind our camera there. She's going to do something. I have her turn that screen just a little bit so we can get uh, – she's not listening now because she's actually filming. That's, that's his mom in the background. She's, like, trying to get him on film. I'm trying to tell her I need her to turn – the iPad just a little bit so I can get her son in the picture. Yes, I need you. So just turn a little bit just this a little way, a little bit. 
a little bit more. There you go. There you See, go. Not, now, you, now your baby's in the picture. There we go. <laughs> Fire man, introduce yourself to everybody. I know you got a stage name you like to use, so break it out. And... Um, uh-uh. My name is Iso. Uh, real name's Malik. Well, man, listen, I, I tell you, um, good to have you out here. Uh, you know, uh, did you have any cabin fever? I mean, were you looking to get out of the house? I mean, uh, I was looking to get out of the house until about 10 minutes. My hands were about to turn into ice cubes. You know, then I, you got done in pretty fast. That's it. Well, listen, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, I know you play some AAU basketball, done some stuff. Well, I'll, just tell us real quickly, how was your experience playing in AAU? Uh, AAU, it was fun. There was a lot of traveling involved, a lot of games. You get to see a lot of competition, a lot of different people meet a whole bunch, like met a whole like legion of friends, just everybody that just played basketball. And just do it. It was a real fun experience for me. I got better every time I played. Now, do you look forward to playing some more AAU stuff, or are you going to shift maybe uh, next year to go back and play some more high school basketball? Uh, I'm going to do both. I'm going to play AAU in the spring. I'm going to train during the summer and then play school ball in the winter. And uh, what, what position do you play? Uh, I play small forward, power forward. What do you think, Ken? Does you look like you can – you so power forward. <laughs> oh, I, I, I bang. Oh, you bang? Okay, all right. Yeah, I guess you can get down. You can get down. He, he got you, I guess you like John Collins. I guess he's lean, but he mean, huh? Lean and mean. I see you. I see it in you, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of John Collins, what do you think about watching our Atlanta Hawks? And, you know, he's a rookie. Give us your opinion on what you think about the Hawks, so what you've seen so far. The Hawks, they just, I mean, three years ago, they was, like, second best team in the league. And just slowly all the pieces – for that team, they all plan for different teams, from Al Horford to Jeff Teague to Kyle Korver. All of them just went separate ways, and now it's just picking up the pieces, trying to rebuild. What do you think they should do? You think they should – Chen believes they should tank. I mean, oh, Lord have mercy. I, I, did, I did not say tank. I mean, Chen feels that if they play and win under 25 games, that, that would be best suited for them so they get a lottery pick. You, you like that idea? I mean, yeah, they don't have really, really any trading pieces. Pieces besides getting the Scroder, he's their best player. So just yeah, that's probably the best thing they can do. Cause this job class looking, yeah. Well, okay, let, let me ask you this, cause you sound as if you kind of like the Hawks, but there's another team that's got your eye right now. Oh. Uh oh. Oh yeah, my favorite team, the Rockets. I, oh, like I, I, I could tell the way he was talking about the Hawks. That, there was no interest in the Hawks, minister. You, you heard that right. Well, that, that's what it always is. You remember, we, we, we have another guy here, another young gun, that all he really is concerned about is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So we, we get it. What is it about the Hawks that you like so much? Just kind of talk to us a little bit about that. What do you, what do you I mean, what, 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 what do you see? Not the Hawks, the Rockets. Rockets. What do you, oh, you like about the Rockets oh. so much? Well, you see that, man? He just clammed up. I said, Hawks, he's a. He's <laughs> like, he's a I, just told, I just told you, I don't like the Hawks. I don't like the Hawks. <laughs> uh, the Rockets, they just. I like James Harden. He's a lefty. He don't do a lot. Like, you see everybody. You see Kyrie. He's real extra flashy. Like, James Harden, he'll get flashy too, but it's like he does simple things and moves and it works. Leading the NBA in scoring. Chris Paul came with his the only real point guard left in the league, honestly, or the best real point guard left in the league. He's doing his thing there. It is fun to watch. It's like the Warriors before Kevin Durant. Oh, so you, you got him coming out of the West. That's what you're saying. Oh, I mean, I mean, boy, Kevin Durant. Huh? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm saying, right, I'm, I'm saying right now. Right now, if, if this your team, that's your team. Yeah, I got him coming out the way. Okay, I, all right. 
And you know what I mean? Yeah, you, I can tell you the real Houston fan because right, right. in the comments are shot at Golden State. There you go. Said, <laughs> that's how they were before KD. Before KD. Oh, uh-huh. shot at the Spurs because I don't like the Spurs. Man. I, got I respect him. I don't like him. Well, I mean, one of the things you got to really respect Coach Pop for is the fact that he's got continued excellence. I mean, the guy's amazing yeah. how over, what's it been, 22 years Honestly. that they have contended – in the playoffs and gone deep five world titles. Right. I mean, honestly, know. I mean, he's in contention really at this point for best coach in sports period, not just basketball. He's been that for a while. Yes, man. I mean, the guy, when you can win consistently like that, yeah, Mr. Belichick, right. We'll, we'll get in the NFL segment in just a second. Yeah. You got to give, you got to give him kudos, man. Um, just way about, goes about his business. Uh, of course, you know, it didn't hurt that he had Tim Duncan for most of those years, but <laughs> at the, at the end of the game, you know, you still initially he had the Twin Towers when he had Robinson and Duncan, and everybody thought that once there was only one, that they couldn't contain that excellence. But they continued to do that. And then obviously at the end of of, uh, of Tim's career, they had another beast in Kawhi Leonard. So, uh, yeah, he knows how to put them together. No, no doubt about it. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is in, a, he in an interesting space because he used to be a system player before before the end, before, before – he, he was averaging 25 on 50%. So he was a system player. Like, he moved around what Pop told him to do. And when he started, he was starting to evolve out of that. And when he got injured, it was like you can kind of see him. He kind of – his game kind of reverted back a little bit to him being more of a system player than he is, superstar, runner-up for MVP that he was. So it's just kind of interesting to see where he's going to go. You think it's good or bad? What's uh, first and him going forward? Well, it's definitely, definitely bad because – Kawhi needs to be the monster. I remember one time, one time I was watching the uh, Sacramento Kings play the Spurs last year, and Tony Parker was about to take the last shot. The last shot, and Pop was like, "No, no," he said, "Give it to Kawhi, give it to Kawhi." You yelling until he's red in the face. You don't do that no more. It's just whoever can take it. I mean, they got Manu taking shots. Well, the old man can still do it, I guess. True. Yeah, yeah, and and, and to Kawhi's, uh, you know, uh, to his credit, he hasn't been able to play too much this year. He's only played in nine games. So his, his, uh, because of injury, and we were talking about it earlier, how he's been kind of been shut down uh, for the season right now. They're not, uh, they don't know which way they're going to go with him as far as him playing uh, for the rest of the season. He's out, he's out indefinitely right now. So, uh, you know, and we said, you know, we want him to get better because I think they're a better team uh, when they have him. Oh, no doubt. But to see uh, what Pop is able to do with, the pieces, the Danny Greens, the, the you know all the different people that are there. They have a system that is that is that has worked and is tried and true, and uh, it's pacing space, moving the ball, doing the things that they need to do. Uh, they don't need a super superstar. However, it it does uh, bode well when you do have at least one or two on your team. I mean, honestly, you know what they remind me of right now. They remind me more of the same Hawks that got swept by the Cavs right now. Because you don't really need a superstar until you get to the playoffs. I mean, you can get by the regular season. The teams that kind of – when Chris Paul left the Clippers, everything got kind of spread out more even out. You can get through the regular season. When the playoffs come around and, you you know, matchups looking like Blazers, you got Dame Lillard, McCullum, you got Nurkic, Wild Card, and you got the Warriors and the Rockets. You're going to need somebody to take, right. take the control and get by 30. He said about 30. <laughs> <laughs> said 20s ain't going to make it about 30. Listen, guys, uh, we are uh, take a quick little musical break here. Uh, we're going to a little commercial so you can kind of hear a little bit about some folks who have been nice enough to support us over time. And we'll be back with more of the Real Talk Sports Show, so keep it locked right here. Remember, we do have phone lines open. 
Online is uh, 347-326-9991. Again, that is 347-326-9991. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show. We broadcast live just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So keep it locked right here. We'll be back. Attention promoters, event organizers, and committees. If you're looking for a place to have your next big event, you must check out the C-Room Multiplex. The C-Room Multiplex cordially invites you to book your next artist or to host your next big event at the C-Room. Specializing in the following areas, CD release parties, showcases, fashion shows, movie premieres, birthday celebrations, wedding receptions, banquets, pastor's anniversaries, special events, and more. At the C-Room Multiplex, we also offer catering and decorating packages. For more information, call us, 678-823-5124. That's 678-823-5124. Or visit us on the web at croomatlanta.com. That's c-roomatlanta.com. The C-Room is Atlanta's premier Christian entertainment venue. The C-Room, 4013A Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia. Mention this ad for special... All right, we are back. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show. We broadcast to you from just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And I have uh, ISO in the building talking a little uh, sports with me. He's jumped in online here to uh, talk to us uh, right next to Mr. Ken Swilling, uh, All-American par excellence from Georgia Tech and the ACC. And, of course, you know me. I'm the minister, and we just have to be out here and be in the, in the mix. Y'all can come down here and get some free coffee. We got some free coffee for you. Put your – Put your favorite flavors in there. You got the vanilla, got the got the almonds. So if you want to come on down and join us, or if you want a nice burger, man, these guys actually make a three grind hamburger with uh, what they use. I think porterhouse, um, sirloin, and brisket. They grind it up and make a burger. So if you want something to get you right, come on down here. If you got that cabin fever, man, we can do okay. it. I, I got a question for the young man right here. I, I noticed that your name is your nickname is Iso. <laughs> Because I can only I only know one other ISO, and his name was ISO Joe. So <laughs> is that why they call you ISO? Because you like to shake people down, or? Uh-oh. Uh ISO is because people always look at me because I come in with the mentality, especially when I'm just like playing that I do this pretty much. But it's always been like by myself. Like I'm not okay. like my like my demeanor has never been like. People don't attract to it. You got to be like, like, I'm an aggressive person, especially when I'm on the court. Like, it just comes out of me. Like, I'm naturally aggressive. When I'm playing defense, I'm clapping in your face, talking. When I'm playing offense, I'm doing the best I can to get a sub out because he can't guard me. Like, I'm always doing the best I can, be the best player I can be. And I always seem to come out nowhere by myself. Okay. All right. So All like, right. So, that my, my nickname when I was uh, in college was Solo. And uh, the reason why is almost the same reason <laughs> that you just that you just said they gave me that that that, that kind of nickname, but uh, it's kind of funny. It, it kind of kind of kind of funny that, that you would name that you, that your uh, nickname is ISO and you sit beside Solo. So I understand. I understand. I understand exactly where you're coming from. I understand exactly where you're coming from. So you so you like to talk a lot of junk. You like to get get in people's space. 
You like to uh, make people uncomfortable. Make people uncomfortable. Okay. All right, then. I, I like that. I can appreciate that. Does it work? Every time. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I, I don't have no nickname. <laughs> so now I'm feeling some kind of way. I don't have no nickname at all. Well, listen, before we uh, we go to our gospel music spotlight, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA draft here. They got a mock draft up. Uh, I'm not sure what these guys are thinking with Atlanta. They have Atlanta – uh, right now because of the worst team in the league. They got them drafting DeAndre Ayton Ayrton mm. out of Arizona or uh, Kiri Thomas, mm. the uh, point guard, shooting guard of Creighton. Dude, mm-hmm. I, let me, listen to me very carefully. The only guy they better pick is either Trey Young or Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley, that's who I want. Mar- right. Marvin Bagley. <laughs> right. You don't like that? No, Marvin Bagley. Cause, yeah, that's the <laughs> who else they going to choose. I mean, they don't need a point guard. Yeah, they, got, I mean, they got Dennis Crowder. Dennis Crowder can play and good big man. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'll take Trey Young, man, because he can shoot. And I'll take him. I mean, uh, he's a little. I mean, he's a little small for an NBA shooting guard, but I, I believe me, if he can continue to put him up from the outside the way he does, I wouldn't mind running. Basically, having almost two point guards. How, how small is small? What's he's you, six two, up? bro. Yeah, he's small. Six two, like like. What's his weight? One one sixty, I think. One sixty. Wow, dude, come on. He's one eighty. One sixty. Oh, that mercy. Oh, no, yeah, I'm tweaking. Yeah, he's 160. 160. You do no work. 160. I mean, you might be 160. I don't know. Right. I'm about 150. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're in the ball game. We're, we're in the ball game. So that's what they have there. Uh, Bagley going at three to Orlando. Mm. Trey Young going at two to Boston. That's mm. right, Boston. Ooh. Got Brooklyn. Yeah, I yep, forgot that. Right. They have they have hey, Brooklyn's hey, pick, man. These guys have did. Danny Ainge has done a phenomenal job mm. of just stockpiling picks. I mean, it's just it's outrageous. So we, he should win executive of the year for for like for, for the next three or four years. Oh yeah, man. I mean, cause he, I mean, he's put it together with that team, man. I mean, because they're picking uh, what right now would be number two overall. Um, they would pick again at the number twenty nine slot. Wow. And then I think they get one more shot to pick. Let me see here. No, that's it. So it'd be at two and at twenty nine. The only only problem I have with Danny Ainge is he don't never know when to go, like when to put all, everything on the line. To get forward because right now even with Gordon Hayward, I mean that's that's good. That's not beating the Warriors. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, bro. What they, you think with with Hayward, a healthy Hayward and Kyrie Irving? And yeah, Al? Kyrie, Kyrie's one dimensional and Gordon Hayward isn't. Whoa, wait, wait, one dimension. What you mean? He's, he's a scorer. No, nah, dude, he can dish out some assists. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Okay. Kyrie Irving okay. like five. Here we go. Four. He had like we, four we got, we, got four enough, we got another guy that don't believe in stats. Yep. Let, me, let me just go in here and try Kyrie, to get some information. Kyrie Irving, you know, five, five assists a game is not, not cutting. Uh, we'll see what he averages. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, five assists, I mean, that's good enough. I mean, you don't have to – I mean, if, you, if you're scoring 24, 25 points a game, I, I'll take that. He's scoring like 21. Okay, let's let's, just, let's let me, put that in perspective. Al Horford is averaging more assists than Kyrie Irving right now. Wow, let's break it down. Let's take a peek. He might be right. Let's take a peek. Let's look at Kyrie Irving, because ISO said he ain't the man for him. He mm. sound like, well, you and Miles will get along just fine. Yep. I'll tell you, he, he, Miles is the other guy that's on, that's on this show. Uh, that is always everything. He's against everything in the Minnesota. Well, we, we got to split. We got to split. He was, he was riding the assist, and I was pretty close on the points. He's actually averaging 24.1 points a game, Okay. five assists per game. But that's not, that's not transcendent. Like, Kyrie was only transcendent with LeBron because LeBron – Took care of everything else. When someone, when someone, you all he had was one job. So, so if so if he had two more assists, what would you think? If if he averaged I mean, seven, seven assists, that's straight. But it's like 
he had one job. When you give someone, when you, like that's saying someone, your house broke down and everything in it broke, but all you got to do to get up out of there is fix the pipe. I'm like, that's easy. That's why you get up in there, get up out of there. Wow. And lead everybody do everything else. That's what LeBron was. Without LeBron, it's Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward was good, but at the same time, he's not a superstar. So, so can can you explain to me this? Uh, my, I'm, I'm in, not, I, yeah. I, so not Miles. I'm sorry. Because you sound just like Miles. Don't he sound like Miles? He bro? does. Yeah. <laughs> and we call Miles. His nickname is not ISO. His nickname is the Devious Deacon. <laughs> so, uh, his nickname. So if, if if what you're saying is true, everything that you're saying is true, uh, why is why are the Cavaliers kind of struggling right now? What's, what's your, your, your because idea? Because the Cavaliers, right. Cavaliers are struggling because age and Isaiah Thomas is not looking like the player he was before the injury. Age is catching up to him. Well, well, he, he's, only, he's only been back with two, well, what three well, games? Yeah, so. he got to get back in the he got to get back in the form fast. Cavaliers are struggling because LeBron, not LeBron, not LeBron. It's just the team's just succumbing to age a lot. Like you could tell when they just get gassed. Even when they play hard, it always seems like the game is just coming down to the wire because everyone's not doing everything they're supposed to do. Well, okay. like that, and the Celtics just don't match up with the Warriors that well. I mean, Kyrie's not a defensive player. He's not guarding Curry. Who Who's they shooting guard? Snart? No. They shooting guard is J- Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown matches up good with Klay Thompson. Yeah, Jalen Brown, man. I'll, I'll stand the guy from right here in our neck of the woods. Yep, straight straight, straight from yeah. high school to the pros. I think so. he went to my high school, actually. Yep, he sure did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So give him, give him some shout-outs there, man. Yeah, Jalen Brown. Good stuff. Yeah. Good I stuff. like Jalen Brown. All right, brother, listen, man, we're excited that you decided to drop in and join us here, uh, talk a little basketball, a little sports, and uh, oh, yeah. Go I saw in the building. Go Jaguars. Oh, definitely. That's my <laughs> Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Fans since 07. Fans, okay. I still got my Jones Drew jersey in the closet. Wore to school the other day. We here. Uh-oh. Oh, we here. We oh. here. Mm-hmm. There's another one. See, boy, where's Miles when I need him, bro? Where's, <laughs> Lord have mercy. He got a kindred spirit right here, bro. He got a kindred spirit right here. Well, like I said, man, we appreciate you for uh, for joining us here. We're, we're going to do this. We're going to go to our uh, gospel artist spotlight. So we're going to have you uh, bring this young lady that's sitting out there and have her switch up there and get get her on the mic and just let her say hello and tell people what she's doing in the. Uh, and I, I think you related to her, aren't you? A little bit. Oh yeah, that's my mom. There you go. Okay, we're going to want you. Why don't you go ahead and bring her on? Yes, go ahead. My mom. She got that. She got that look. Right. <laughs> See, this is what I always have to do. You know, I always have to always really have to ask three or four times because nobody really wants to get on camera with me. So I have to, the, the beautiful ladies, they really don't. I have to kind of tell them, I'll, I'll focus the camera on you. I'll give you a shot. They really don't want to come on. But I thank God that she wanted to come on. Why don't you switch out here? We're going to switch seats and switch microphones and headsets. Right. and. Well, this is uh, this is pretty cool because we've really been trying to get back to this. We used to do an artist spotlight every single week, so we're we're glad we're able to get back on doing this in 2018. And we're gonna we're gonna have to have you squeeze in. Can you see yourself on the camera there? I'm not gonna bite you, I promise. Right, and <laughs> won't do it. Somehow I think our YouTube screen has locked up locked momentarily. Um, hopefully it'll come back on. But we are live streaming Facebook Live, and uh, we're going to have our new guest put her headsets on so she can hear us. And grab her microphone and introduce herself to everyone here. Hello, um, everybody, and thank you for having me, um, Donathan. But I'm 
Shashay Sings on Instagram, but I go by Shashay. It's my artist name. Well, I tell you, you've been doing some some great stuff out there, and um, you actually really do. Are uh, you multifaceted? Because not only do you sing, obviously, but uh, to people that follow you, uh, I believe you just started recently, like a whole new uh, outreach, a whole new thing going on with social media called Singlehood, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right, Singlehood. Yep, I did <laughs> actually start. Um, it's basically um, just a community for single people that are not married. So you can be in a relationship, you can be you know, completely single, divorced, whatever the case, but we just talk about, you know, just real things that we deal with being single, not married, and just to encourage people that all is not lost, God has not forgotten you, and that you can keep moving forward and be happy and be encouraged. I think the other cool thing, too, is that you bring it, uh, you mean, keep it very real, because I tell you, folks, if you if you want to, it's comical sometimes, but it's very, very real stuff that she talks about, uh, you know, the drama that goes on relationships. But the thing that I enjoy is she also gives you, gives it to you from a faith-based perspective. It's not just, you know, someone out here talking. She likes, hey, listen, uh, let me give you some, some insight from the way the Lord looks at it. So uh, that's, that's the great blessing there. So we appreciate that. Uh, right. Great songs, great music. Now, where can people find uh, some of your music as well as what you got going on with Single Cook? Okay, so you can definitely find my music on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. Um, it will be under Shashe, which is C is in Charlie, H-A-S-H-E is in Eric. And it does have, like, the little accent mark because, you know, that helps you pronounce it correctly. Um, on Instagram, and, well, actually, on Instagram is Shashe Sings. Um, on Snapchat, Shashe underscore Sings. And Twitter, Shashe underscore Sings as well. And uh, give people all the information about singlehood because I know oh, they yeah. want to get on that because y'all gonna all right. enjoy that. So easy. yeah, so singlehood, we actually just got our Facebook page. So whoop, so singlehood squad on Snapchat, Twitter, and Facebook. But on Snapchat and Twitter is under singlehood underscore squad, and then on Instagram is singlehood underscore. So well, yeah, I'm telling you guys, if you if you want to really, like I said, it's. It's uh, it's real, but it's funny, but it's also insightful because again, it brings you uh, the the hazards and the pitfalls from being single, whatever state of singlehood you're in. Whether, like you mentioned, whether you've been married before, divorced, whether you you're out there, uh, you know, like you're not alone. Right. <laughs> That's good for me to know. You know when you, yeah, it's good for everybody to know. <laughs> amen. Right. There you go. So uh, we appreciate you for stopping by. And we also appreciate well, the appreciate great job you. you're doing with uh with ISO. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. Yep, he is definitely, um, you know, a work in the making. So definitely thank you for giving him the opportunity to talk about sports because that's all he does. He'll get on the phone with his friends and he'll talk for two hours about, you know, basketball. Well, listen, he knows his stuff. I mean, you know, we checked him a couple of things, make sure he was – and he came right back. He had the facts. He had the stats. So we really appreciate what you're doing with him and appreciate the way that, uh, you know, uh, he's trying to do what he can do. And I'm just going to encourage him. You know, like you, I mean, uh, he has the opportunity to get involved and do his own Facebook stuff, his own uh, YouTube stuff. I know, obviously, that mom will be looking at that if he decides to do that. But definitely, man, he can start Mm -hmm. with just doing some little, you know, five or ten-minute little YouTube stuff, and you'd be surprised how, uh, you know, how you can get some traction and, you know, build. I mean, Atlanta's a great place to to do sports radio. A lot of young guys are coming up. So, uh, yeah, just uh, we, we might we might have to put something together for them. Right, definitely. And I just want to commend you all as well on um, what you're doing here. I mean, this awesome, great platform. Um, 
definitely some good topics. I'm not necessarily a sports head, but I do like basketball. So, you know, definitely um, Malik Iso, or Iso, my bad. He said one of his friends actually saw um, a football player, somebody you interviewed previously, so on YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good stuff, man. Like I said, we try to just, uh, you know, we try to do some little things and um, – Get out here and just and kind of bring bring things to just the regular guy because really at the end of the day that's what we are. We guys just had this great opportunity to talk sports and Lloyd's bless me to be able to interact with some of the same guys that you see on ESPN or Fox Sports. So it's a cool thing. Well, listen now one more time or where people can follow you on social media, please before you go. Y'all, you know y'all know I be on YouTube and Instagram the most. So Instagram Shashay Sings and Instagram for Singlehood Singlehood underscore. And on YouTube, it's Shashay Sings as well. So definitely check it out. The next episode should be this Sunday of Singlehood. So Singlehood, if you're single, divorced, you just went through a breakup, going through a breakup, whatever the case, you're not married, check it out, please. Check them out, guys. There you go right there. Well, listen, we thank you for joining us. And, thank uh, you. Well, I guess we got to have you back now, right? Yay. I feel like I'm on the breakfast club right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned because we about to eat. They have some great food over here, so I might have to go get some French fries or something before I get out of here. Well, listen, again, we appreciate you stopping by and uh, look forward to, uh, you know, following you and seeing all the great stuff you're doing. All right. You too. Definitely. God bless. Thank God you. Bless. All right, guys, uh, we're going to head to our football segment here in just a second. As you know, uh, when we are live here, we, we never know who we might meet. So we have a gentleman that I know is somewhere around the lobby. Ken, Ken I saw him that he's going to talk to us a little bit about the Saints uh, and the playoffs. He's a big Saint fan. We'll hopefully track him down in just a moment. I think he was he was passing through, but we'll get him in just a minute. I guess he's on his way down. There we go. Listen, man, um, Falcons, before we get into the Saints. Okay, talk, all right. Uh, Saturday, I'm, I'm almost speechless, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's a situation where it was all in front of you. Um, and just you had between some interesting play calling and some oddities that you probably won't see again for years, the Falcons find themselves sitting at home. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would agree. agree. Oddities is, is the way, uh, probably the best way to describe it. Uh, I've never seen anyone jump up and knee a ball 20 yards behind them. Incredible. And, <laughs> right, just incredible. And, and it goes for a reception. And had he picked the ball off, he probably would have. He, he might have scored because I think uh, uh, the, the Tory, Tory Smith was the only person pretty much yeah, about it, around him. Right, he would have been led into a convoy uh, uh, by his by his teammates. You know, so it's just one of those things where you know we we always say the ball bounces strange ways, and uh, that was one of those bounces that uh, that ended up costing you uh, three points, which ended up essentially. Uh, filling the game for them, ball game, you know, mm-hmm. because they, if they don't get that play, if it's just a dead play, they punt the ball back to us. We go down, even if we just go to halftime at ten to six, uh, that nullifies a a a, a um, one of the scores that they have, and um, it kind of allows uh, Atlanta to go in and have a a breath of fresh air coming in uh, and and coming back out of halftime, which would have been which would have been great. No doubt about it, man. It just was crazy. The other oddity was the fact that Julio Jones actually missed not one but two balls. And, of course, the one at the end was just – I just – I was stunned because that's not something that Julio does that often. I don't think you'll see that again for a while, two drops right. in the game. Yeah, it was, it was a mistimed drop. And right. I think, I think uh, even if he catches the ball, whether he comes down and bounds, I really can't say. 
But uh, you got to kiss the ball first, of course. <laughs> but I, I don't know if he comes down and bound with the ball. And I did like the fact that we did have an opportunity. Oh, no doubt. We'd had no an doubt. opportunity, and I was thinking, okay, here we go. We, we are first in, uh, first in goal from the nine. Um, you know, and I'm just thinking of stuff that they could do. I said, okay, a screenplay would work nice. Uh, first play would come out, and we throw the, the back shoulder fade to Julio out of bounds. And I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> right. So the second play, I'm thinking, okay, maybe let's see what we got. And it's uh, Torn Ward in the game, and I'm thinking, what is Ron Ward doing in the game? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. He shouldn't even be in the in, in the ball game right nope. now. He, he's nope, you know, nope, nope. His, his, uh, he's not even warm. He's only ran down on on uh, especially he played all the teams' plays, but he hadn't he hadn't ran a ball all day. So uh, what what are we doing? And then it's the um, um, I guess the the misexecution of the uh, of the the draw of the uh, they described it as a draw play. Exactly. That shovel that yeah. that shuttle passing. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that was kind of one of those things. I, you know, and I'm like, okay, uh, Kevin has 79 yards on the day. Right. Uh, he has he's averaging almost 7.5 yards a carry. Um, let's give him the ball at least once and see what he can do. And I, you know, I just didn't I didn't like to play calling down at, at the end of the ball game. However, we did have an opportunity. Uh, the one play that was that was great. If Matt had a Kept it up a little bit. I believe Julio walks actually walks into the Thanks end zone. Right, no doubt. You know, so yep. you know, it's just it's just one of those things where we just, uh, you know, that has been an Achilles Achilles heel for this team all year long, as far as uh, getting into the red zone and actually scoring in the red zone, and not just scoring field goals, but scoring touchdowns in the red zone was something that killed us all year long, and something that um, if we look back at the earmarker of of what this year was, the the by the inconsistent play and all that good stuff that is going to be the thing that I'll look to and say, okay, that's one thing that they can fix and they will be, should be better going into uh, a 2018 season. Well, we got a guy here. I know it's, it's hard for him to talk about this team because he's, he's from who that nation. He's going to introduce himself back in for El repeat performance. Go ahead, brother. Introduce yourself to everybody. Who that bill? Hey, who that, who that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that was a, that was a major heartbreak. Um, still, Still getting over that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's a crazy thing because you look at the two teams, obviously both in the NFC South, both with the potential of meeting in the NFC Championship game. And you have a situation where you, the Falcons actually went backwards. When you think about this, they had the ball at the two, and then they went backwards. Because I think, did they have the procedural penalty? Did that, did that come first, or was that the bad shuttle play which caused the, the, the loss of yardage? The bad shuttle play. Okay. Yeah. You, you just, first of all, here's my question. Okay, why is that play being called then? Yeah, well, see, that, that that was actually the second down play. That was the play that was that was uh, called on the on the second down okay. when they were on the nine. Right, right. Okay, gotcha. So yep. that was an incomplete pass, and then you had the slant to Julio on, on the third down play, and then we had the last play, of course, that was uh, ill conceived. And um, you know, as soon as they lined up, I knew exactly where they were going. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's the other thing too, which is interesting because all the Saints players and their and their coaches said the same thing. They said, hey, man, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. 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 I'm sorry, they said the same thing. They said, "Hey, man, we kind of knew what was going on." There. I mean, how? I, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I, know. I just okay. I don't get it. If all else fails, go to Julio. Yeah, you got to <laughs> right. And listen, I, right. And I and I get and I guess that the disappointment was just like Ken said. There, there's a possibility he would have actually been out of bounds if he caught the ball. Um, it, it was just it was very frustrating. It's just very frustrating <laughs> to watch that team. It's easy for us to sit here and say, well, he um, he might have been out of bounds. 
Julio would have found a way. To I just get think both so. I just, I just think that that guy would have found a way, like you said, to get both feet in bounds right. and make that play. But nevertheless, the Falcons now find themselves on the outside looking in. Uh, their playoff run is over. So I ask a quick question. I mean, what do you think the Falcons should do in this postseason? Because uh, they have some issues with contracts. They're talking about uh, that Matt getting him re-signed. I think they're already talking about the possibility of restructuring the deal. So uh, that's it. And then you have Coleman. That's going to be a free agent in 2019 as well as Grady Jarrett. So the Falcons have some issues and, and things that they have to answer uh, going forward. Well, uh, um, the Saints are in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's 19 players that may not be Saints next year, um, including Drew Brees. Right. Uh, his contract is up you know, now, so, but uh, he, he'll be back. Um, Drew Brees doesn't want to go anywhere else. He wants to stay a Saint. He's going to stay a Saint. And uh, ever since he's been there, Drew has tr- traditionally restructured his contract to help sign other players. So he, he's definitely a team guy. So Drew will be back without a doubt. Um, the other players, I don't know. I, I don't know all of them that are, that are going to be, you know, free agents or whatever. But uh, I know there's 19 of them, including Drew Brees. Well, yeah. Well, um, on, the, on the Falcons, from the Falcons standpoint, I feel like, uh, we've got to do something to to ensure or to shore up the middle of our offensive line. We've got to whether we answer that through free agency or answer that in the draft. I don't think you got what you expected out of Schweitzer. Uh, I think Ben Garland is a backup center in this league, and uh, he's a utility guy that can, can can fill in on 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 certain place in certain places at certain times. But he cannot be a starter. He's not a starter in this league. I don't think at, at the guard position. Uh, I think you still gotta know what you're gonna uh, what you, what you've got there. Uh, they drafted a young man uh, in the fifth round this year. Uh, I can't, his name escapes me at the moment. Uh, I think it's Sean, Sean Harlow. I think it yeah, is Sean Harlow. Harlow. Harlow, yeah. He was from uh, was it not Iowa State? Utah, uh, somewhere like that. Yep. Where, where, where are he's from? Yep. Um, you, you know, you got to find out exactly who he is and if he's gonna be a part of this this whole mix situation up front. I think you, that's got to be first and foremost. I, I would like to see them also. Uh, get a little bit better at wide receiver as far as depth is concerned. Uh, I think uh, when you look at what we have at wide receiver, you look at Julio, you look at, at Muhammad Sanu, those are two big menacing uh, guys right. that, that that are there. But after that, when when they got hurt in the, in the game this year against the Bills, I looked out and I thought I was, I was like, uh, is this a high school team? Right. Are y'all kidding me? You know, we've got uh, Nick Williams, we've got Gabriel, and all of the guys are very uh, diminutive. So, uh, you know, they're, they're not really uh, tall and stature. So I think we got to do something to find a third guy that's going to be kind of, you know, that we can kind of groom into that situation. From the defense side of the ball, you got to make up your mind whether you're going to bring back Poe. you got to make up your mind uh, on Grady Jarrett. I think they're going to. They're gonna they're gonna find a way to do some things to to maneuver the, those things around. I, I believe that Grady Jarrett is gonna be a key cog and a key piece. And oh, we, talk, yeah. we talked about this uh, going into last uh, you know, last week. We talked about it a little bit about how you know um, you you're in a situation where you got a lot of young players that's not getting paid a whole bunch, but all these guys are really good, and they all got to get paid somehow or another, and you won't be able to keep everybody. So now you've got to really uh, fine-tune the situation to get it down to who's going to be those glue guys that stay around and the ones you're going to keep that, that actually keep this thing rolling, you know. Well, that body, like I said, I look at the Falcons, and what, what I hope is 
personally, speaking about wide receivers, one of the things I hope is is that the Falcons um, have not wasted um, the great Julio years um, without <laughs> a championship. Because when I look at this guy, we see a situation where literally every single game he has to basically – he makes a play and has to go out. This guy basically doesn't practice much during the week, which I think – even though he didn't, he didn't practice a lot last year either, but that – that whole preseason trip and that synergy that was there, there clearly was a timing issue for really most of the year with him and Matt Ryan. So, you know, my question is, I mean, have we seen the best Julio? I mean, you know, because at 28, this guy just takes a beating and he's playing hurt virtually every game. I don't think we've seen the You know, I've seen, we've seen a real, real good Julio and a real right. consistent Julio, but I don't think we've seen the best Julio yet. I, I'd like to see him have an off-season where he's able actually to train right. and do the things that he necessary for him to do. You know, last year he was coming off the surgery. Mm-hmm. This, uh, coming into this season, he was right. coming right. off the yep. surgery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they kind of handled him with kitten gloves, you know, trying to, uh, trying to make sure that he was, he was healthy every week. Right. And pretty much they said, well, if you can play on Sunday, hey, we we good. We don't you don't have to worry about practicing. You know, it's kind of like almost a deal they made. <laughs> yeah, seems like it. Like, right. Seems mm-hmm. like, you know, and unfortunately, um, you know, receivers and quarterbacks need to be on the field together to get their timing together. No doubt. You know, and it just makes it it makes everything a whole lot better. And with the the way the uh, with the way the players' association uh, the, the structured practices are right now, uh, it's really hard to get that good work in in season. So that stuff has to happen in the off season, and that didn't happen this year for Matt and Julio because Julio was getting he, he was getting treatment, he was getting better, he was healing up from the surgery that he had the previous off season. So, you know, it's one of those things, and hopefully, you know, they they are we always talk about the windows closing. That's and, what I'm worried about. You just you just hope that this is this window stays open just a little bit longer. Uh, so that the Falcons can 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 do what they uh, they need to do. As far as the Saints are concerned, you know, <laughs> you know that that was a, uh, a a tough way to lose last weekend, a real tough way to see things go down the season season end on a play that uh, you know probably shouldn't have happened. Right. You know, and, and you. you uh, yeah, you, Bill. I, I will tell you, you were the first person I thought of Sunday <laughs> when when all that was going on. Because we, we were worried about you, Bill. I was worried. Yeah, we were worried. <laughs> we were worried about you. Well, I'm I'm glad y'all were worried about me because yeah, it was that was really hard. Uh, I, I can tell you, uh, sitting there watching the game it, when it happened, it just you could hear a pin drop. Right. Everybody was just stunned. It was like, uh, did that really ha- just happen? Right. I, I, no, really. Was that the play? No, really, do the real play. You know, we we we, we tackle and we win the game, but it didn't work out that way. And you know, uh, I, I feel for Marcus Williams. Um, he rookie this year. Actually, he had a pretty decent year, season, right? Really? You know, this this past year. And uh, if you recall, uh, earlier in the second half, uh, after the Saints scored, he he came. He's the one that came up with the interception there. To, to, That's right. That to, was the turning point of that game. Yes. Yeah. Up until that point, and then of course he had another turning point, but. You know, again, those things, those things happen. But that was a, that was a heartbreaker. It really was. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it goes back to fundamentals: tackling, tackling, right. tackling, tackling. You know, so I mean, and and, and knowing and knowing in game situations where you've got to know exactly what's going on. Um, you know, all he has to do is let a guy, let the guy come down and catch the ball, and and tackle him in bounds or tackle him. Period. Exactly. And, and, exactly. And, and, and this, you know, it's a situation. 
uh, you just can't let anybody get behind you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that, that, that's why he's back there. Right, that's exactly. exactly why he's back exactly. there. Exactly. And uh, playing plan safety, uh, you know, growing up and all, you know, the, the one things that, that you're taught in in-game situations is, hey, you're the last line of defense. Yeah, you know, that's so right. you can't allow anybody to get behind you, number one. Uh, number two, if anybody does catch the ball, get them to the ground immediately. You know, so, you know, I, it just I hated to see that happen. I felt, uh, uh, you know, sorry for the young man because I, I really felt like he had a he's had a decent season. He's played well. And to have that, you know, I hope he can shake it off and, and recover, um, you know, because um, the world we live in now, uh, social media is a very cruel. <laughs> yeah, it is, and, and, I, and I know I know he 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 he's caught a lot because of that one play. Um, but you know he's a professional, right? He's going to come back. Um, I, he he understands, and you know what the the, the city has pretty much uh, rallied around him. They have, and, right. and you know we'll be back next year. We have a we have a a core group of very young players. Um, basically, the only the only person that's that's up in age is, is Drew. That's right. it. Um, everybody else is 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 fairly young. Right. So this is going to be a, a good team for years to come, as long as we have that that quarterback at, at play. Right. And, and that's one thing I like about the NFC South. Period. I think we've got three or four teams pretty much that can be uh, dynamic. Uh, you know, I don't know what happened with Tampa this year because we were everybody was thinking they were going to be that, that make that next that step, team, make mm-hmm. that next step. And uh, hopefully they can they can get it right uh, sooner than later. But um, when you look at um, the the Saints, when you look at the Falcons, when you look at Carolina, you see teams that are all on the cusp of of winning um, major division titles, uh, going in deep into the playoffs, going to the Super Bowl and playing really well. And it, it's just a shame we're all in the same division, <laughs> right? And only one of us can go. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and there's. It doesn't matter how good the team is um, in any one of the four teams in the NFC South. One of them is going to come in last. Right. That's just right. the way it is. Right. It's yeah. going to happen. So, I mean, this year was Tampa Bay. And next year it could be the Saints. Next year it could be Atlanta. We, right. You know. We just don't know. All right. four of them are really good. They're, they're young. All four teams are, are fairly young. They're all good. You know, you, know, you never know. I mean, it, it, it all comes to, you know, the way the ball bounces sometimes. Right. Right. Exactly. And anybody who is, who is actually thinking seriously – about letting Drew Brees go. They need to just simply uh, – there used to be a guy uh, back in my neck of the woods up in New York. He used to say, let's go to the videotape. All you have to do is look at the numbers of Drew Brees' career stats, and anybody that would even think to want to let this guy go is insane, okay? This man has been averaging about a 70% completion ratio, okay? He, his last year – this is incredible. Not for a game. He had a 72% completion ratio for the season. For the season. Okay, 23 touchdown passes, only eight interceptions, and actually had his second best year as far as uh, yards per uh, attempt, 8.1 yards per attempt. Not completion, per attempt. Per attempt. So, you know, I don't get it. I mean, you know, the guy, okay, now what people say is, okay, his numbers have tailed off. Yeah, because all of a sudden the Saints found a dynamic one-two running punch. Right. right. The r- running game this, this past year was uh, the, they, they had the balance. And if you recall in the 2008 season where they went to the Super Bowl in 2009, they had that balance. Right. Uh, and and that, that's, that's what they had this year. That's what made them so good is they had the balance. They didn't have to rely on Drew Brees every single game you know, to, in order to come back because, you know, we didn't have the best defenses in years past. So teams would get up on us, 
and of course we had to throw the ball to to get back into the game. Right. right? So that that ha- that ha- did not happen this year. We were able to run the ball, and we had that balance. So therefore, we were able to to pretty much control the tempo of the game. Yeah, you guys were basically back to the the, the same format you used when you went to Super Bowl. You know, a Drew Brees when you needed them. Good, strong running attack. If you got the lead, you could basically sit on the ball. So, I mean, it was just, like I said, man, I mean, it's going to be very interesting in the NFC South next year. Um, as far as looking at draft, I know it's really early. Uh, a lot of guys that are kind of out there. I just think it's going to be a situation, again, we'll talk about that a little bit more next week as we move into the draft segment because we are now officially, not officially, but, you know, all, all our teams out. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Right. Yeah, we so we're, we're going to be looking for next year. We're going to take a look at the draft numbers and uh, kind of see what, what some of the top guys are. Also, um, a young lady who's been a great uh, contributor to our program, the lovely Miss Monica Kabler is out covering the NFL uh, PA. They have a, a big all-star game. Right. Uh, so she'll be out there covering that. So we'll get hopefully some feedback and update from her on what some of those guys looked at. So, again, uh, keep it locked right here. Uh, we're in the stages of wrapping everything up, gentlemen. The time just zips by very quickly, as always. Um, Bill, um, man, it's, it's been, uh, this has been an unexpected pleasure, bro. I'm 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 glad to I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm I'm glad that uh, you all uh, were graciously you know had me on again. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, I, I do want to make a prediction for the Super Bowl. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I think it's going to be Jacksonville right, and Minnesota. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. Well, uh, Ken, uh, what do you think about that? And then we'll get final words from you. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm I'm with the Jacksonville part, and I believe uh, if they go to the Super Bowl, I think they're going to win it. I think they're going to beat Minnesota at home. Unlike the Falcons. Uh, unlike the Falcons. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I would really like this, to see that happen. I think Jacksonville has a uh, – they have a lot of moxie. They have a lot of, you know, just um, – I mean, the, the kids aren't scared. They, they, I think they're they don't know they're supposed – they don't know they're supposed to be shaking in their boots. And I'll tell you, the only people that have problem with Blake Bortles are people that, that do what we're doing right now. Right. That are sitting around talking because those guys don't have a problem with him at all. Uh, his teammates are around him. They rally around him. They really talk, uh, you know, uh, good of him. And um, they, they're really pulling for him. So, you know, uh, hey, all I can say is they're there and we're home. So. Right. There you go. <laughs> you know, and so as my, my final words are, you know, as I always say, uh, uh, if you're out there, love more, hate just a little bit less. And, uh, hey, uh, Falcons, hey, we'll get them next year. Hi right, guys. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm sorry. Real quick, real quick. I gotta give a shout out. I I, I caught a lot of grief last week. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to Chris. Uh, I gotta give a shout out back to my boys back at the VAB, Reed and Brad, and Rome. I'm sorry. Jacksonville's gonna beat uh, New England this weekend. Well, uh, I, I'm gonna be the contrarian, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a rematch. Of, I think it was a 2005 Super Bowl. I'm gonna look for Philadelphia and New England. The clash again, and New England is going to uh, uh, win its, I guess it would be their seventh Super Bowl, sixth Super Bowl? Sixth Super Bowl. Six. Super Bowl. six. Yeah. Brady Hand ain't feeling so good right now. That's true. Yeah, I, I saw <laughs> that. True. I saw that. But, yeah, you know, he he's going to play. He's going to be Brady. I just think Jacksonville's defense is going to be too much for him. So. Well, we're going we're to find out, guys. Again, uh, keep it locked right here in the Real Talk Sports. Remember, you can follow us anywhere on social media, at Real Talk Sports 7. I got some great stuff up on Instagram. Uh, Twitter as well, and of course we have a Facebook page. Uh, and and who knows, we might we might especially if uh, if his prediction are right for one of the games, we might we might bring uh, who that bill back for one more time and get him back. And of course, good luck. One we'll have uh, Mr. Ken Swilling with us 
Uh, always very blessed to have him join us. But, but you know, I like to do it. The minister doesn't want to sign off uh, unless I at least talk to you a little bit about the spiritual things of life. Uh, just want to ask you, uh, do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Because if you don't, you need to. And you say, why is that, brother? Well, two reasons. Number one, nobody loves you like Jesus. Not your mom, not your auntie, not even grandmom and them. Nobody loves you like him. And number two, that's the way the two things happen. That's the way you get into heaven. And number two, that's the way you have a life well lived here on the earth. So if you don't know Jesus Christ, uh, you know, he stands there waiting. Repent of your sins. Believe that he is. And, uh, and you, you have a life. It won't be easy all the time, but it'll be blessed. All right, everybody, until next week or next time that we're on, God bless you and have a phenomenal day. Now, we're going to stay with you for a few more seconds here on social media. But all the guys on Block Talk Radio, we appreciate you. And, uh, Again, uh, share the love and spread the news. God bless you and have a great, great day.